previously on the Social Proof Podcast. With Cupcake Mafia, you guys. Um, How big was it at its height at this point? Yeah, at, at its height. So I, my first year, I did $100,000, mm-hmm. right? But you got to have a great accountant when you're starting a business. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking you can nickel and dime. Stop thinking you can uh, just, oh, I'll just open up a QuickBooks account. I'll, I'll just, y'all, I made $100,000, but I spent over $100,000. Mm-hmm. So I literally didn't make money. It was just like money turning, money turning, right, money right, right. turning. Which a lot of entrepreneurs know you probably have experience yeah. just turning the 100%. money. <laughs> One year I made 250000 I walked home with $30,000. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I had a very bad accountant. It went all out the drain. Then the next year kept growing, kept growing. At my height, I was at $2.4 million. Mm. And this is, a, this is just... Me, no corporate, no investors, no rich boyfriends, no loving hip hop, no nothing. Just me hustling and grinding. But I was wearing myself thin Mm -hmm. because the the larger the order, the larger the manpower needed, and the and the 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 money that's needed. Yes, yes, and not even smaller the margin. The more you have to put up to put that order together, you know. So I'm getting a. I got like a fifty thousand dollar order from Jimmy Jazz, right? Mm. You know Jimmy Jazz. Yeah. Okay. I got a fifty thousand dollar order from Jimmy Jazz, and I had to hurry up and produce it. And they needed it by this date. Their routing guy said, "If it's not at FedEx on this date at this time, if it doesn't make it to our warehouse, like the order will be canceled and sent Mm. back." You guys, it is the day of. I'm waiting at my manufacturer for FedEx to pull up. They don't come. I call U-Haul. I call, like, this order is so big, we couldn't get a U-Haul truck. I had to literally get a, not like a semi-truck, but like halfway. Yeah, like and, and what people don't understand is, truck. and it's not like they give you half up front. It's like, you got to fulfill it. Yes, yes. So how much did it cost you to fulfill that order? Like $20,000. Yeah, so we got to come out of 20000 up front. And then they ordered so much of one product, right? They probably ordered four SKUs, so mm. four different T-shirts. Right. So imagine, I have like $10,000 of each T-shirt. How am I going to sell right. that particular style on my website? Mm. Like, it's just impossible. They have the manpower. They have the stores to do mm. it. So I, I call around. I'm like... They ask, like, have you driven a box truck before? I'm like, yes, I'm certified, I'm this. <laughs> I don't know, just give me the truck. So we pull up, we, they don't even ask. I don't think they were about to close. We get the box truck, literally, me and five girls put all of these bikes on the truck. I pull up to FedEx, I got cash in my hand. I'm like, I paid every worker here to stay and scan every box $100. Like, please, $100. I don't care, $200. Like, right. Like, whatever. They all stayed. They scanned every box. And from there, like, I cried my way back to deliver. I'm like, if making money has to be this hard, is this for me? And that's when I said, okay, I got to re-strategize. I got to figure it out. I tried to do business in China. It kept failing. I'm like, okay, that's not going to work because I'm ordering hats in summer that that I think I'm ordering hats at the beginning of, at the end of winter, thinking they're going to arrive in summer. They arrive in fall. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God, this is not working. Mm. It's now, it, my business was too trendy and we were too late designing to deal with China. Right, right, right. It was too trendy. I literally am making margins off of song lyrics. 
So when mm. Drake album comes out, the song lyrics is on a shirt tomorrow. Stores are ordering. I can't plan what Drake is right. going to say. <laughs> right, right. So that's what was my business at the mm. time. It was so trendy. So I said, okay, I got to get help. I go to Magic Show. We get millions of dollars in orders. Forever 21 walked up to our booth and gave me a $1.4 million purchase order in my hand. Mm. How can I produce for Forever 21 when I could barely make it to Jimmy Jazz one time? I didn't Mm. want to ruin that relationship. So immediately I got it. I started asking all of my big brands, Jeff Staple, Ron Bass. I started asking all of these people that have worked with Forever 21, worked with large retailers. What do I do? They say, you need an investor. You have to have somebody that knows what they're doing, somebody that can get it. The goods aired from China. You have to get your margins for your shirts low. They gave me the game, right? They gave me a list of resources. Mm. Luckily, I had guys like that. Guys. Mm guys that were willing to give me the game. Mm. Ask a few females that were in the same industry, they were like, uh-huh. But the guys really? were willing to share the information. Mm. So I started taking all these meetings, taking all these calls. Now, when you've done a, when you've done $2.4 million on your own, mm. these people gonna answer the phone. Oh, they already are, have heard about you yeah. and waiting for the phone to ring. So... They were wowing me, flying me on jets. I ain't never been on a jet. <laughs> flying me on jets. All of these things like, wow, give it. Oh, we will we will give you $200,000 in salary. You ain't even got to touch it for the brand. Mm. For the brand. What? what? You know, as an entrepreneur, you take your money and put it into the brand. Yeah, all, you, you, all of it is just mixed together. At yeah. this point, it's like, do I want the bag or I want a business? Like, mm. you know? So actually having $200,000 just sitting there, yeah. like collecting dust, felt good to me, you know? I felt like I wouldn't struggle anymore. Oh, a penthouse overlooking Central Park. Oh, our office is in Times mm. Square. You'll be able to go on trips just to just to go um, and pick fabric swatches. You'll be like, oh, what? And how old are you at this time? At this time, this was in 2015. Mm. 2015. So I was like 25. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, they sweeping you off your feet. What? <laughs> sweeping? Like, when I tell you all I could see is the dollar sign, like this light, it was blinding me. The dollar <laughs> sign was so shiny, like blinding me. Okay, then my I had a lawyer at the time who was mm. really good because, of course, using other people's song lyrics, you're going to get along. Oh, yeah, you know, you're going to get along. Gotta have an attorney all day. <laughs> you're going to get a couple of letters in the mail. I actually got a letter from Beyonce herself, like, handwritten letter. Like, I love what you're doing, black female killing it, but, like, please stop putting me in your mouth. <laughs> 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 and, 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 and next, and actually her tour merch was very similar mm-hmm. to my line, like, in oh. previous so she was like, I'm going to take this idea and win with it. And she did it. And she all had all rights to do right. that. Um, so I built this brand. You know, I'm getting the calls. They're sweeping me off my feet. My lawyer, Peter Rosenthal, who's the same lawyer who, like, negotiated a lot of big deals, like Rockaware, mm. like, they, like, a lot of, lot of big deals. Um, he then was so busy. At Magic, it's February. Mm. All Every brand is being sold. Mm. Every brand is partnering with the investors. Every brand is negotiating terms with Macy's or dealers. Mm. Like So he's so busy. He's like, Skittles, wait. Just wait. If they want you now, they'll want you later. Just wait. I'm like, Peter, what? 
<laughs> like, it's like the, uh, you know, the little treat in front of the dog. Right, like, yeah, what, sure. what? I'm like, I can't wait. Like, right. Forever 21's delivery date is, is in three months. Like, it's no way if I don't sign right now that we'll be able to produce this because I was thinking that my value had a timestamp. Mm. I was thinking that because my brand was trendy and the apparel had a timestamp that the value of Skittles and the value of what I put in had a timestamp. Wow. So I was kind of more lenient about what I signed because I didn't know my value, mm. right? So sometimes when you're at a job that you hate or you are in a situation that you're not happy with, it's only because you think that your value has a timestamp. Golly. And what was the deal? So I signed my thing going in because I talked oh, what to What did you think the deal was? Oh, yeah, and let me tell you what the deal yeah, actually yeah. was. What I thought, oh, I need to own 60% of my brand. That's what Damon John told me. I need to own 60% of my company, right? So I'm like, okay, I need to own 60%. I want to get travel free. I want to do the stuff that nobody cares about on black and white. <laughs> nobody cares about. So I'm thinking, okay, I need to get this. I need to get that. I, I want... Uh, just little stuff, like stuff that I think about, I laugh about now. Mm. So what the deal was, right? And they were like, yeah, we're going to give you, you own 60% of your brand, but we'll own your IP. We'll own your trademark. You'll also be on a board, a board of directors where we all can sit down and strategize how we see the vision of the brand. A board? Yes, I need to be on the board. Mm. I need to be on the board, right. okay? <laughs> I told your friends, my mom on the board. Yes, okay. I need to be on the board, right? They also said, we're actually going to take all of the money and put it into a holdings company. And this holdings company will pay you 60% and us our fair share, just a little percent, mm. right? All right. You feel like a boss? I felt like a boss. I said, <laughs> I, oh, and they was like, you know what? Because we know that you're in New York and time sensitive because of Forever 21's deal, which is huge for you, mm -hmm. we're going to hire you a lawyer. We'll cover all the lawyer costs. We got you. You can pick here. We'll bring three in and you pick one, of course. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And 
Everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. I picked the guy that looks like me. Mm. Of course I picked the guy that sounds like me and I feel like I can relate to. Yo, you know what's so crazy? You saw the uh, the Dave Chappelle joint? Yes. I know oh you felt that. God. I know you felt that. Literally. Yeah. With you guys, if you haven't seen the Dave Chappelle, please go watch that mm. clip. It's literally my exact same I scenario. It's my exact same scenario. Mm. I I hired this lawyer. He said, listen. You know this company is very notorious for taking people's brands. They about to take my brand. I made this brand. And I got 60%. Yeah, and I got 60%. And I'm on the board. And, I'm on the board. <laughs> and all my followers on Instagram, they don't want to play with me, right? Mm. He's like, okay. He's like, listen, I want you to know that at the end of the day, if your brand doesn't make it, you would have made a lot of money and mm. can start something else, right? I was like, please, if I start a Cupcake Mafia, I could start anything. I could make, all I need is the money. Mm. All I need is the capital. And that's why people are signing so many bad deals because most of them just need the money. Mm. Most of them just need the, the capital. We're so tired of slaving for our business and slaving for our brand. If you look at all of these, look at, look at the founders from McDonald's. Mm. They needed the money. Yeah. They needed the money. That's why they signed their business away because they needed the money. Look at Kate Spade. Look at Betsy Johnson. Look at all of Juicy Couture. Mm. Look at Bobby Brown makeup. They needed the money. They were small entrepreneurs, had grew big businesses, but they needed the money. Mm. My One of my amazing friends has a brand and used his own name. He now cannot use his name like Dave Chappelle. He wow. needed the money. Right? Mm. So we needed the money. So I signed the deal. A week after getting in the office, I'm like, something is weird. This is not, where's all the happy staff that was here when they welcomed me? Hey, welcome to the ship. Like, where's all the happy people? Mm. What is going on? I had 160 employees that were unhappy. I had 160 employees every single day at my net. It was, I was better when I had eight. I got more done when I had eight. So the, the deal on paper was... The deal on paper... Yeah. The deal on paper was that you own 60% of the holding company. But they own... The holding company. And so I only made 60% What about profit. Cupcake Mafia? Yeah. Cupcake Mafia was in the holding company. So I only made 60% profits of what was brought in... So it was like, okay, I only owned, I wish I could get my phone and pull up the deal. I only owned like 60% of 40% because the holding company was split in half and they got this big portion and I got this little tiny portion, but it was 60% though. So it was a holding company that all the money from Cupcake Mafia goes into. Yes. But in the, 
the holding company, they own 50%, uh, let's just say 50% of the holding company. Yes. And you own 60% of the other 50% yes. of the holding company. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Wow. So is that 60% of the full net? Is that 60% of the full gross? No. It's only 60% of the 50%. And what they decide to put in that? Holding company. Mm. On top of that, yes, I was on the board, but I was a B member on the board. So all the A's, all the A members, people that don't look like me, people that don't sound like me, are the A members of a brand that I built to $2.4 million. So they could mm. tell me what I needed to do. I was their puppet. So when I walked into their office, right? When I walked into the office and I signed a deal, they knew, oh yeah, she she's oh she got connections, she got relationships, oh she's gonna bring this in, she's got ideas, she's brilliant. One day I rolled into the office on a hoverboard. They were like, Skittles, you can't ride here on a hoverboard. They made a whole email. No hoverboards in the office. I'm like, okay, cool. So I bring it in one day. The the VP says, let me see the hoverboard. I'm like, yeah, check it out. He's like, can I keep this overnight real quick? Of course, I'm thinking we're building relationships. Mm -hmm. He keeps the hoverboard overnight. The next day he comes in and says, that, that was cool. It was really good. It was really good. Two weeks later. Hey, hey guys, we have a whole hoverboard company started. That hoverboard company made $2 million in four months. Oh. Did, did, did Skittles get a percentage of this hoverboard company? Did Skittles get a payment from this hoverboard company? Did Skittles get a anything, anything from the hoverboard company? No. Oh, and my then, goodness. And then they tell me, hey, we need you to come up with an idea to bring the brand up. You made $2.4 million. Uh, we're at the $3 million mark, but we want to see $10 million in one year. I'm like, why? When this brand you had didn't make a million in one year, this brand, we have to build. We're new. We're getting to, you know, we're starting to operate together. Like, we have to build. They were like, yeah, we just need to see how hungry you are. We need to see, you know, your your mm. your brilliant mind. Okay, cool. I'm That's like, okay, cool. Crazy. I said, we are already in major stores. We're already in Jimmy Jazz, Ladies Foot Locker, all of the big streetwear stores. What about if we took what Juicy Couture or any of those bigger brands did and create multi-sectors of the brand, right? So we'll have Cupcake Mafia, then we'll have Sweet Cartel, then we'll have like Billion Dollar Mafia, whatever. And that could be sold in Neiman Marcus, Saks Fifth Avenue, mm. and Sweet Cartel could be sold in Burlington Co. Factory, TJ Maxx, and City Trends, mm. right? So I already know the buyer of City Trends because they've been trying to get Cupcake Mafia for so long. Mm. So I create a whole deck, I create a whole PDF. I call my, my girls, which remember I was big on styling. So I was styling the OMG girls when I was in Atlanta. Right. So I call OMG, who's really big at the time, OMG girls, you know, T.I. Yeah, yeah. So they were huge. So I called them. I'm like, hey, I got a really big deal. Like, let's collaborate on it. You guys can be the face of this brand. It's going to be a city trends. It's right in your market, you know. And they get on they get on the call. Everybody's happy. City trends is wowed about this presentation I put together. And everyone is excited. The company I was with, the owner, they go back to the table, start doing the numbers. Okay, well, actually... We don't want to create another brand. We just want to sell them Cupcake Mafia. No. Why would we sell Ooh. Cupcake Mafia when all of these brands 
can't be this brand cannot be carried across tiers. Right. Females don't shop like that. A, a, a female that is going into Forever 21 is also not going to want to know it, that it's in City Trends for two dollars, yeah. right. for four dollars, whatever. Our customer doesn't shop like that. I'm not willing to do that. Well, if you're not willing to do that. We're going to have to start firing people. Now, remember, I had a few ride or die staff members that moved to New York with me, mm-hmm. moved their families, moved their yeah. kids, moved everything with me to New York. So, of course, they're like, I know that she's such a homey person. I know that she's so in love with her staff. She's not going to fire nobody. So she's going to either say yes. I said, no. Well, fire them. We got to let them go. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you're telling me that the only way to make it not sell my brand to City Trends, which I know is going to wipe out my brand, is to sell, uh, I mean, is to let my staff go? Well, then let's let my staff go. So they're like, okay, took a long time. They started letting a few people go. I I ended up getting them other jobs because I have relationships. So I got them other jobs. They weren't in New York stressed. So eventually one day, the, the relationship is getting broken. Like, even when I see them, they don't want to talk. I would ask, oh, hey, can we set up a meeting to go over, you know, next term, whatever. Uh, oh, we're busy. Oh, we're this. Oh, we're that. It's just like, I see the relationship breaking. Then I they went through a firing spree. And they fired the CEO of the biggest brand that they had there. Mm. The biggest brand that they had there, they fired the CEO. And I was like, okay. I'm new. I, he, he's been with them for years. They're, he's older. He probably is fighting them a lot. You know, like, I'm brand new. They're not going to fire me. Then they fired the second guy that was supposed to handle the Forever 21 deal for me. Now, no Forever 21 deal. Okay, it's cool. They have a really good relationship with Forever 21, so me being optimistic. They have a really good relationship. It's, it's cool. We're going to get it they fire another CEO. Now, this guy is the guy who told me to sign with this company. And let me tell y'all that you need to be careful who you're taking information from, right? Because if I give a ham sandwich to a homeless man on a street, he's going to be much more appreciative of that sandwich than a billionaire, Mm -hmm. right? My friend who signed with them, who his brand was in Forever 21. When he signed with them, he was a he was pretty much homeless. He was living with his grandmother, like in the basement. Yeah. You know? So his information, the feeling of comfort that he got from them is much different from me when I've just left making $2.4 million sure. on my own. And I have so I'm living in a penthouse in Atlanta. I have the I have the life. I have the G Wag. I have all of these things. So the ham sandwich that that guy was appreciated for, was appreciative for, is not the same. Yeah. It's not. It's not how I'm gonna move. So I signed, thinking and believing and hearing what he had to say about them. You understand? Yeah. yeah so sure. they fired him. I'm like, oh no. Okay. Now I start looking. Me, I'm a numbers girl. Like I'm a really big analytics numbers girl. So I started looking at calculating. Okay, I'm the next up because I'm the highest paid person, not on the A board. Mm. I'm the next up. So I started creating other brands, just thinking strategies, what I'm gonna do. One day they're like, hey, we're gonna um fly you to Atlanta to do a trade show. Bring your bring your luggage in. 
So I have a little dog. I bring my luggage, my dog. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm like, what time is the flight? Like, <laughs> when are y'all sending me the tickets? Like, what's going on? So I'm like, okay, I, I, I've seen this scenario with someone sitting in the exact same chair that I'm sitting in too many times in this office. And I kind of prepared myself. And weeks prior, I started to feel energy, started saving files, email lists, you know, things like that. So I walk into there, I walk into the office, they're all surrounding. They're all surrounding me. They're like, oh. hey, um, you know, we really wanted to try out this women's department thing. Like we really was really trying to work hard on trying out women's, mm -hmm. but it doesn't, it, it's not really fitting where we are. And, you know, we already told you that we were going to have to start cutting people down because the brand wasn't supporting the finances of those people. Mm -hmm. And like, we no longer need you at Cupcake Mafia. I was like, wait, mm. what? Hold on. Wait, what? We no longer need you at Cupcake Mafia. And if you look at the contract, here's the contract. B, we own your trademark. C, you're a B member on the board, so you have no say in this meeting. Here, you will get 60% of what the brand generates from this holdings company every two weeks, just like, you know, every month or whatever when they paid me my residual. Um, oh, yeah, and your your last paycheck is in two weeks. I have an apartment in New York, which is $4,000. I Were they paying for your apartment or like... No. Oh. Because I was on a $200,000 salary making 60%, they felt like you could cover that. Oh, so, so they were paying you $200,000 a year yes. plus 60% of profits yes. from the holding company. From the holding company. But $200,000 a year, I'm an employee. I only work six months. Right. So when they fired you, that's why they're saying your last check is coming in two weeks. Yes. Because you're not going to get this $200,000 no more. Yes. Yep. Interesting. So and they, they own your IP. They own your trademark. They own my trademark. I can't use, say, put Cupcake Mafia on anything because they owned it. Right? So listen, you guys. Mm, 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 mm. Now, one thing that I'm going to tell you that I was, I am, I believe that I'm extremely smart. When I signed with that company and I started to see the red flags, I told them I needed to hire my people, right? So I hire my social media manager. I hire my web developer. I hire my photographer. I hired all of my people. So they never had access to my social media account. They never had access to my GoDaddy domain name. They had never had access to the servers that we were using. They never had access. So of course, when they, when they fire me, they're like, oh, we need access to these things. Ah, nah. 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 <laughs> nah. You're not getting it. Right. So I remember walking out of that office like, oh, and they said, oh, did you leave space in your suitcase? Because you can pack your desk up with it. Wow. You can't access our email servers. You can't get into your our showroom. Everything, your fingerprint has been denied from everything. But we'll walk you into your office. You can pack up your desk. Mm. I walked out with my suitcase and my dog. I walked across the street to a soup place. I sat there and said, who should I tell first? Who do I call? Who will understand? What do I do? Like, what do I do? I call my I call my boyfriend at the time, which is now my husband. I said, babe, I just was fired from my brand. He says, 
I'm booking you on the earliest flight. I need to hug you. Oh, you better marry that man. (laughs) (laughs) I hung up the phone. I got to the airport. I got... Okay, let me go back a little bit. So when things started to get rocky between us, they said, we want to close your Atlanta store. We want to open a big store in Times Square. We want you to have all these Times Square meetings with the Times Square board and all these different things. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. And I was doing it. Like, Times Square, we're high. Yes, I'm Mary Seats. I'm 26 years old. I vote a lot. They're like, ma'am, no, we're not giving you the story. <laughs> but I, I, I'm doing all these things, and they're like, yeah, on this day, we're going to close the store. And I say, no, like, this girl has been working for me, has been dedicating her time. She has kids. Like, I can't close my store. So I went to them crying with literally tears in my eyes and said, please let me buy my store out of this deal. This is a store I didn't even, I leased the store. You know what I'm saying? It probably wasn't even making $6,000 a month. But it's the thought of me having something that I owned outside of what they owned. So I bought my store out of the deal. And let me tell you why that's so important. Because when I moved back to Atlanta, when I decided, okay, how are you going to pay $4,000 a month to live in New York? Where are you going to work? Mm. You Who you know out here? Yeah. I decided to, that suitcase that I took to Atlanta, I never went back to New York. I had movers come, right. pack up all of my things in that apartment. I put my apartment on Airbnb. Mm. The air, money that I made from Airbnb Covered my store rent. Mm-hmm. I lived above my store. I, it's a store. It's, it's a live workspace. So it's a retail at the bottom and it's an apartment at the I top. I didn't know where you lived there. Yes. I it's didn't an know apartment that. at the top. So I lived in one of the rooms. Now remember, all of my luxurious furniture is in New York mm-hmm. on Airbnb. So I put an airbed in that room and it, I stayed there for six months. So they let you buy the store though? They let me buy the store How for $10,000. Ten grand. Ten grand. Gotcha. They gave me a thirty thousand dollars signing bonus. Mm-hmm. I gave ten thousand dollars for the store. Mm-hmm. 
I gave them $30,000 for a warehouse, for a um, factory in China, right? Because we were having a lot of complications with my stuff getting out later mm -hmm. than other their other brands. So they were like, well, let's partner up on a factory in China. I'm 26 years old. Do you think I know what partnering up with, on a factory in China looks like? Right, so right. I'm just like, okay, how much do I need? Because I, I, I always wanted to be like, they're never going to big bank, little bank me. Mm. So whatever I need, I don't care how I'm going to get it. I'm going to come to the table as equal as them because mm. I'm on the board. You're remember? on the board. <laughs> I'm on the board. <laughs> so I need to show them that I got money right. and they can't just nickel and dime me. Mm. So I give them $30,000 for a factory in China that I never seen. Mm, 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 that I never went to. This company is a bunch of savages. That I never had the address to, right? Never. One one time, actually, a, I think it was like three weeks before I quit, before I got fired, one of my customers in Dubai needed to ship a package back. And he was like, I'm not shipping it to the US when China is right there. Right. Like, I need the address in China. So they fought me, fought me, fought me, fought me. They finally gave me the address. Okay, so they give me the address to ship it back to our factory in China. Now, I kept that address always in the back of my mind. I'm like, okay, this is how I knew when I went to China. I'm, let, okay, I'm gonna get to come that on, part. Come on, come on. This about is it. how I knew exactly where to go, exactly where factories were in order for me to open up my factory in China, mm. right? But let's, let's, let's move on. So six months, I'm struggling. I'm on air bed. I'm crying myself to sleep. My boyfriend at the time never questioned me. I was like, should I get an apartment? Who you impressing? Should I get my hair done? Who, for who? Like, right. I'm good. I love you. Like, you're straight. <laughs> you're fine. Because he also, at one point in time, had 10 stores. Mm -hmm. He also had to humble himself and, yeah. and live here and live there and eat ramen noodles to, to support his rent yeah. and support his business. So he knew, oh, my, my girl going to bounce back. Yeah, you feel me? Sure. So I... Humble myself, slept on an airbed. I started to ask my amazing friends, what should I do, girl? Oh my God, I don't know what to do. One of my amazing friends, Alex Will, she says, Skittles, if you built a million dollar brand, build another one. <laughs> I, I was like, it. literally a light bulb popped on in my head. She's like, get on live, get on Periscope. This on Periscope was big. She's like, get on Periscope, tell your story. Other people will be inspired, start selling e-courses, like start motivating people. But before, I used to always feel like, ugh, my information, like, it's just my information. I don't know if it's gonna work for nobody else. That's when I started the ISA agency, which is now a multi-million dollar marketing and branding firm. So all of this to say, now that I'm getting to the, the heights of my life, right? I want to let you know that whatever you're going through in this time right now, God may be moving people out of your way. Mm. It was destined for me to sign that bad deal, right? Mm. Get fired in six months because in that six months of working for them, I learned how to work with China. Yeah. Remember, I didn't know sure. previously. I learned how to work with China. I learned how to send in tech packs. I learned how to communicate. I know, learned, I programmed my body to be up at 3 a.m. because it's 3 p.m. there. I, I programmed my body to work at 11 p.m. because it's 11 a.m. there and, and, and stay up to 3 a.m. when it's 3 p.m. there when they're getting off work. I programmed my body to know that. I understood that I needed to 
um, learn Mandarin. I I knew that I needed to, I, I create systems. I understood how to work with 160 employees with different cultures and backgrounds that I've never seen before and different energies and all of that, th- all of those things. So in that six months, I learned how to do big business and operate a big business. Mm. I also learned that you're never going to want to be middleman again. Yeah in that six months. But before that, remember, I was like, oh, shipping packages is so stressful. Oh, order, all these whole stuff. Listen, when I got back on that airbed and I started my brand again, because remember, I still own the domain name. Yeah. I still own the Instagram. So even though I could not use the trademark, mm-hmm. I was, cre- people just knew my brand. They knew the fonts. They knew that they knew the 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 way that we aligned our product. Mm. They knew the phrases. So it didn't matter if I had logo on the product. People were still buying the product. To listen to or watch this full episode, be sure to check out the Social Proof podcast on your favorite listening platform or on YouTube. Finally, you asked for it and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together our Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're a like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in the community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships. Okay. So check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is, um, the support is appreciated. What if I told you for $1, I will introduce you to hundreds of entrepreneurs every single morning this week from all across the country. You'll be able to talk to hundreds of entrepreneurs and I'll coach you. I'll coach you for a dollar this whole week. And I'll introduce you to some of my successful friends for a dollar this week. Would you, would you take part in that? Well, go to themorningmeetup.com because that's exactly what we're doing here. Okay. The only organization that gathers entrepreneurs every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurship. Okay. Every single day, Monday through Friday, we gather, we're growing, we're learning. We got a book club. Have you ever seen hundreds of entrepreneurs reading the same book? Every single chapter, every single day, we're growing together, okay? You need the environment to grow in. TheMorningMeetup.com, a dollar. I'm going to give you all this for a dollar. If you want to stay, great. It's $79 a month after that. If not, no obligation. You can leave whenever you want, all right? TheMorningMeetup.com. I'll see you in the morning. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.